And we are back with another episode of Post Post Game with the Kids. Yep. And we're here joined by Miss Halloween Basic, aka Pam. We're also here with Steak Sauce, Alley Cat, and Stupak. This will be uh, hopefully an exciting time. And oh, yeah, screw Pam and M. You, you already heard him. He's going to talk a lot. You'll, you'll figure it out who he is. Um, so I hope it's going to be an exciting episode. Uh, probably not because I'm trying to leave this this time. And um, I guess I'm going to lead it off with something that happened to me this weekend. So um, this weekend I went to Universal Studios for one of my friend's birthdays. This is in Orlando. And I went to like a dive bar uh, one of these nights, two of these nights. And the second night, you know, they really treated us. They gave us free drinks and all that shit free shots. And um, I was trying to kind of let them know how much uh, it meant to me that they were really good to me while I was at this bar. So I, you know, they gave me the check and, you know, pay them in cash. And then I said, thank you for your service. And I felt super <laughs> awkward about it. it Do you, you feel as you guys... awkward as the silence we gave you after you explained <laughs> that story? Have you guys ever had this kind of opportunity or like situation happen to you when you're kind of like saying the wrong thing to someone who's serving you or some sort of other type of, um, you know, profession or whatnot? Flem? I think, oh, I think we've all done it where like somebody like brings you food and they're like, enjoy your meal. And you're like, oh yeah, you too. Like everybody's done that, right? Yeah, That's the, happened the so many thing, times. Yeah, I'm at an airport. The YouTube thing is great, right? Like, have a safe flight. Yeah, have a safe flight, you too. Yeah. Um, the you called it an opportunity. I don't think an opportunity for thank you for your service is something I look for. Like it's just something that happens naturally when you meet a veteran. I'm not looking for opportunities to say thank you for your service, even as a fan of the show. <laughs> but I'm glad you look at it as an opportunity. <laughs> and uh, no, the answer is no. I'm mistake. Like we all make the human thing of you too. I wanted to say, like, I appreciate your service, but because I guess you guys ingrained it in me and the show's ingrained in me so many times, that's the first thing that came into my head. And I said it and I immediately cringed. And, At um, least you didn't say you leave this bar in TTFYF. <laughs> that would have been a little more awkward, right? Yeah, that would have been better. Right, no, T-Y, what is it? T-Y-F-Y-F-Y-F. What did I say? T-T? I think you crushed it. I'm muting now. Great. All right, so I'm going to throw it actually over to Allie now. Allie, have you ever had Hi. this? Uh, yeah, so today Dan interviewed the one and only Bubba Wallace, you know, NASCAR Cup Series driver for the 2311 racing, drives the 23, number 23 Toyota Camry. And about it went about as well as you would expect for it to go. The fact that Dan knows nothing about NASCAR. He calls NASCARs NASCARs, where they're in fact stock cars, not NASCARs. It's an acronym that's for the sanctioning body. That's not for actually the, the type of car that's on the track. You should just call it cuppy car. That's what I call it. But anyway, it went. We have the right to well. that was a boring segment. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it wasn't good. I mean, Billy tried to save it with trying to get him to lighten up with talking about going in circles. But as y'all saw in the chat, us NASCAR people kind of take offense to when people say it's uh, going in circles when six of the 36 points races are in fact road courses where you actually turn left and right. Wow. Wow. That's, that's great. Wow. 
Wow. But my goal, I'm actually going to the NASCAR race this weekend. So I'm going to find Bubba Wallace. That is my goal. And I'm going to get him on this podcast. And hopefully it goes better than Dan's interview with him. That's all I have because NASCAR is exciting. Chris Cody Dan, where you have a better interview with somebody famous like he did with Skipper. (laughs) Zagaki. I'm just going to talk about his dog, Asher, because if you don't already know this, his dog is going to be on his paint scheme for the race this weekend. He has a big Aussie doodle. His name is Asher, and he is gorgeous. I wish Dan would have talked to him about that. But no, he grief, he great, grief ate him talking about his depression because great. Dan can't help himself. Great. What else is he going to do? Can we go back to the, can we go back to the wow? Wow. Because yes. I, I found a video of Owen Wilson saying, wow, like it's a two and a half minute long video. And it's just him saying, wow, over and over again. And I got drunk yesterday and I just kept saying it and saying it. And it got to a point where my wife was like, listen, if you say wow one more time, like you're going to have to move out. Wait, Wait let's I, let's do this. Though. Let's go around the yeah. board. Yeah, go ahead, kids. No, yeah, let's, let's see who, who has the best limited fake Owen Wilson. I'll start it off. Wow. Lem? Wow. 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 <laughs> Pam? Wow. Allie? Wow. Did State wow. go? Or excuse me, not State. Puck? Yeah. Puck went. He was, he was number three. Okay, I was wondering. Puck was probably the best. Whoa, yeah. Puck, I'm not going to lie. You sounded <laughs> white, and that, that does it for me. <laughs> That's why I was confused. I thought State went twice. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have any of those show bits though that just like get stuck in your head and you can't stop doing it like i know we all combine words around the house and stuff but, yeah like, i just couldn't stop doing it yesterday and you got <laughs> like yeah i have uh, not stopped saying wow anytime i get a chance and it's, every single time i say wow i catch myself and then i say it again again one more time in the owen wilson voice and it's the most yeah. satisfying thing in the world you have to do it <laughs> um pammy do you have a mystery lopic for us today? Mystery lopic. Um, shit. I was hoping to think. Oh, I do have a. This is random. Um, so, have you guys ever asked someone to bring you food back from someplace when they're like far away and it's not convenient for them? And but it's a place you like and you'll do it anyway because i just did the, i just texted claire who is two hours away and said oh i need nachos from chewy's and like that's inconvenient and rude and i don't care what do you guys do that's inconvenient that inconveniences other people and is rude and you don't care i just know i and am i being sexist and saying this, this sounds like something that Women can do because, and I'm not, I mean, I get just for this. So I'm not trying to, but like, I feel like my wife can ask for anything out of the way. And I'm like, yeah, I got it. Like, I, and not that it's just my wife. Like, I think any female in my family, but there's no way I'm going to ask somebody to be like, hey, can you go to that place that's not anywhere between point A and point B? Um, because I'm not inconsiderate and I care about other people's time. Apparently, I'm like, damn. Huh. Apparently I don't care about no, it. I do it on, do it on purpose now, Pam. Like my daughter will oh. take my card and she'll be like, Hey, I'm going to like Duncan. Uh can I use your card? And I'm like, Yeah, I want a dozen donuts. Even if I don't want anything, I just want her to like get more stuff just because you know. 
just to make her not want to get stuff for me, use my card, you know, stop asking me for money. Basically. That's actually pretty good. That's yeah. a good damn. I'm going to run that one too. Allie, you're the other female here. Do you do quote female things by incon by being inconsiderate? No, actually my husband does. He takes the opposite role. So I'll be out and about and he'll inconvenience me telling me to go to the other side of the town to go get a burrito somewhere. But he does it out of the goodness of his heart because he knows I don't want to be home with three, three screaming kids and how I just want to rip all my hair out. So the more time I spend away, the better my sanity is. So he makes me do it just for, you know, so I can exist still. That's a 50-50 win for me, right? Yeah. Because like half yeah. of her agreed with me. I, I get it. I'm sexist. But she also agreed with me. Yeah. And I'm, I do know that I'm a selfish person. Like this is not a revelation that has just occurred to me. This is like 600 years in the making of, you know, you're selfish, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, I, I know. So I'm selfish in a different way. Like I actually don't trust people to get me things the way I want them. Like there's zero chance. Anytime like I ask someone for an order, it's always gonna be wrong. And I'd rather just do it myself at that point. And How like, complicated are your, are your orders? They're not, they're not. It's just like people will fuck it up and or they'll complain and hold it against me for the rest of my life. Um, and I'm not about that. So I'd rather just do it myself. Pac, have you ever been in this situation where like, someone has tried to inconvenience you or you try to inconvenience someone else to get something for you? I'm definitely getting inconvenienced all the time. And it, uh, I just don't try not to let it bother me. As long as I can get away without the woman coming with me, then I'm straight. Because then it makes it go 10 times slower. Like I can get to the store and get back by the time you get dressed and get ready to go. So that'd be my whole thing. Oh, hold on. I, I love Stake's solution here, though. You make the woman go through the trip with you so she sees how inconvenient it is. Like, you know what? I'll do that for you. But first, I'm going to pick you up. And I'm going to show you how out of the way this is so that you never ask for this again. Bach has the right answer here. I'm picking my wife up for everything she ever asked for again and making her experience the 15 minutes of not between the normal trip. Eddie play. Eddie play. Um, Pac, I think you have uh, the second mystery law pick of the night. Um, I think it might be animal related. Yeah, no, see, my whole thing, I need to talk to Ron McGill because, I don't know, it might be a little off-kilter, but I'm going to say this, because they always talk about how you can't release animals out to the wild, but yet still you call these animals apex predators and they're so smart and they got this instinct to survive, yada, yada, yada. But if you put them in captivity and you can't put them back in the wild, why do you think we can lock people in jail for so long in these same worst conditions and what's in the zoo and then let them back into society and expect them to succeed when an animal won't succeed in their natural habitat? Well, I think the issue with like Ron was that he was saying that they get to learn more about these zoo animals and figure out how they can better treat the wild animals, right? So it's not about like releasing them. I think it's more about like... But their whole thing is when once the animal is in captivity, you can't release that animal back to yeah. the wild. You won't survive. So I want to know how would they feel with all these apex predators when you can't let them back into their natural habitat? How shouldn't we reform the jail system? Because it doesn't really seem fair to expect a human who's been locked up for 15 years in the same type of cage, maybe worse, and even a more violent habitat, how you would expect them to survive or be normalized. <laughs> It's the best topic of the year. No, that's a good point, man. Like, yeah, 
you're, you're talking about, yeah, how, how are people adjusting from going to a cage and basically basically being, being in prison, how to get out of it? And it's well, hard to do all just after that. I don't know. Well, I, I can tell you why. The, the intent from Ron McGill, if you take him verbally as a person, and from people in the industry, not necessarily only focus on profit, is to release these animals back to where they came from, if capable. If not capable, then they raise them to the best ability to stay healthy. I don't think there's any intent of our prison system to do anything but find reasons to continue to populate uh, prison. So I, I, the intent, I think, is the difference there, right? I, there's no private prison system that doesn't want more prisoners and more excuses to have prisoners. Um, and so they're not looking to actually, put, quote unquote, their I think another issue here, though, is that like rightly the, the issue with the, the zoo animals is that like they're actually being pampered, right? So they don't have to actually hunt. They don't have to do shit. So like they're too pampered. They won't be able to survive in the wild because not because they're apex predators like that instinct. Someone is, it should be there. But the issue is that they might not know how to actually survive out there without, you know, with like maybe lessening that, that instinct, that killer instinct. So this is kind of a different situation, in my opinion. And if anyone's willing to, you know, take the awkwardness off my back, I very much appreciate well, it. But yeah, you say, all right, they pamper in jail or prison is different because now you hard. Yeah. Now you somewhere where you can't afford to let somebody take your stuff. You can't afford to let somebody look at you or talk to you a certain way. You can't afford because you won't survive the same way. So now you take this person who lives like this 365 days a year for 5, 10, 15 years, and then you put them back and be like, all right, now go back to being regular. Yes, no, Pac is absolutely right. It, it doesn't matter if you call it pamper or not. Um, regardless, what they're doing is they're putting you in a situation that's not your natural environment. So when you go back to your natural environment, you can't adapt to it. So if, whether or not your natural environment is being a wild animal or being a human in society, they're putting you in a situation that's not natural, uh, except one is hoping that, uh, that more of you come in and the other I don't think it is. If you, again, take... Uh, and my it's other question here. for Ron, hey, my other question for Ron McGill would be: If I took a hundred pit bulls, a hundred Rottweilers, a hundred German Shepherds, and like a hundred double intentions, let them loose in the wild Africa, which one would survive the longest? And what it's door Cody. would to, uh, with a butter go to the wild and survive the longest? Out of all the dogs, what's your guess? Like Stupog, like this is a question I don't think any of us can answer because we don't know anything compared about animals compared to Rama Gill. What's your answer? I think uh, I don't. I would have to probably go to pit bull because I think they'd be the most. Can you repeat the list? I mean, basically all the top dogs, any like big dogs, German Shepherd, pit bull, Doberman, like no dogs excluded. I'm going German Shepherd. I think that's the smartest dog that's probably out there. So. Uh, and they did, you know, Germans did okay with going a bunch of things unnecessarily for a long time. So I'll go with German Shepherds. I don't trust German Shepherds. I feel like they're anti-Semitic, and I always say that. Well, um, they're also cops, and so I don't trust them for that reason. But yet they continue to win. I'll, I'll go German Shepherds. I don't know. Yeah, pit bulls seem to have the most mass, and that's kind of important when you are, you know, in the wild and be able to be the aggressor. Steaks, yeah, well, what do you uh, think? Of strip, people will be all hopped up on fireball. Right? 
What survive. was that? What was that state? Pitbull would be all hopped up on Fireball. He couldn't survive. <laughs> Dale. Dale. Oh, Ali being, being the brown guy to a Dale reference. <laughs> I just that. Oh, I can bring this back to NASCAR because Pitbull Cole owns a NASCAR team, the 99, driven by Daniel Suarez. And he is supporting a paint scheme at Nashville Super Speedway this weekend for Tootsie's Bar. It's purple with really pretty flowers on it. Oh, Tootsie's is a landmark. Oh, that's Down great. South Florida, yeah. I'm very excited to see it. Just like there's going to be a Grave Digger car, too, which I'm going to get on video for Billy and tag him and all of them. Very excited to see Tootsie's. I'm going to end up <laughs> a NASCAR fan. Allie's going to drag me in. Like, she gets me excited. So here, best? here's a good place to start, Pam. So on Twitch right now, I'm actually watching a broadcast of the Firecracker 400. It's led by Landon Castle, Parker Kligaman, and David Shieldhouse, which are very popular NASCAR-affiliated people. And it's a good place to start if you really like Twitch and video games and iRacing. It's on oh. all week and next week. The top NASCAR people and the top video gamers that participate in iRacing are doing this race in 1987 cars on the Daytona Super Speedway. So that's a good start. That's cool, thank you. Pammy, I, I heard uh, in the chats that Allie's giving you a lot of race car bets. Are they working out for you or is she screwing you over? Um, she was on a hot streak there for a while, but like the, I think the last two weeks, she's kind of backed down and said, hey, like I'd only put a dollar on this one and I did and I lost it. And then how long how long was the hot streak before two weeks of losing one? Um, maybe like a week, but maybe one. Been, hey, uh, but one but is one. Several she gave me several winners in a day. And then um we've had a couple of weekends of but she was up front and said I wouldn't put more than a dollar on this. So I love that Allie is like your drug dealer. They're like on the first time they give you that good stuff. And then after <laughs> that, it's like you're chasing the hot. Stay. I got you for Stay. I got you for this weekend, Pam. Kyle Bush on Saturday, but not on Sunday. He's running a pedigree paint scheme, and he is not good in the pedigree paint scheme. Do not bet him on Sunday, but sure as hell bet him on Saturday. Perfect. I'll take it. And I've got Steak, who fed me good soccer info for like probably a month. We were crushing it, and then that kind of fell apart too. Yeah, I'm. I won a couple mortgage payments, and I lost more than I lost at least four. <laughs> the steak you rough. also you also had a lot of it right like it was, i think this one had maybe to do with like a tire some formal tires you're just staying about suit. why the hell are we still wearing suits like somebody somebody in like 1920 decided let's put this uncomfortable ass clothing on tie this little stupid thing around our neck and that's how we look professional like it's 100 years ago like I can wear a t-shirt and basketball shorts to a court appearance, right? Like, why the hell not? No, no, you can't. Wedding. Why? Why Why does a stupid little pilot here? In Detroit, uh, for a long time, if you showed up in court with, like, a regular clothes on and your shirt wasn't tucked in, baggy pants, she was sending you, they were sending you straight to jail, right? Yeah, there, you, you were guilty. That's automatic here, too, yeah. yeah That's like what I'm saying. That's the only time. I wore a tie to court, and I wore a tie to my, to my, to my daughter's quinces and their uh, first communions. But, like, I got, I got married in, like, a polo shirt. No, 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 no. Look, I can't I can't believe I'm gonna be the old guy here. Like, show some respect. Like it it's just a sign of understanding and respect for a formal event. How do you not wear a suit? Like that's it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. If if you don't have at least three suits, you're not an adult. Like, it's it's uh, just where, where are we wearing these seats? 
sick soup too, bro. Damn, I was on my soup. All right, you got weddings, <laughs> uh, weddings, funerals, and just in general, like an interview. Like you guys go to job interviews and you're not wearing a suit. Like y'all just show up in like weird khakis and a dress shirt. That's that implies minor. that we have like, a job, Flem. Some of us don't have jobs, therefore we don't go to job interviews. I've only had two jobs in my life, so I haven't been on a lot of interviews. I also well, got this okay, insurance money, bro. And if, I also I'm have funeral, money. if I'm going to a funeral, it's somebody that I care about. They'd understand. They know me. They know I don't like being uncomfortable. So they're cool with me in basketball shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah, but they're okay. But they're dead, and it's their t-shirt. family that doesn't. Uh, well, I'm sure that the dead person understands the why you're not wearing a suit. I think you would show respect to the family. It's just it's to me. It sounds like you guys are just lazy and don't want to wear suits. Um, and I, I mean, Allie, you're just lazy. Allie's just lazy in general. Are you so Flem, you were in the I'm army, good. right? Flem, you're in the army, right? Thank yes. you for your service. Right. Thank you for your service. But by the way, oh, did you make your soldiers wear their dress uniforms all the time? I think you're probably that person. That is the most uncomfortable dress uniform in the history of anything ever created for a dress uniform. Hate it. We'll never wear it. Yeah, the formals. No, I didn't. No, by the time I made uh, E5, I was in Afghanistan, so we didn't really have formals out there. Um, well, thank you for your service. As you would know. Thank you for your service. Um, no, hey, this has nothing to do with the military. Like, just grow up. Wear a tie. Like, wear I've a suit. To, I, I I've, been to at least, I've been to at least six funerals where I didn't wear a suit or a tie, and I've yet to be haunted. You've been so to you a what? Wear them. Nobody's ever haunted me. They're cool with for, it. The dead are cool with it. Yeah. After All right, the funerals. Hold on, though. Ties are super Ties are stupid. Okay. Well, are you bow ties or the long tie? No, no long no. tie. Nobody's taking bow tie. Yeah, I'm not none of us are that. None of us are that attractive to get away with bow tie. Bow tie, you gotta be like tall, slim. Um, hold on. We're not gonna move the field goal here or the goalposts with bow ties and ties. I don't think anybody here actually agrees with steak. So if I'm wrong, raise your hand that you do not agree with suits being. You I hate suits. Wedding. You didn't wear a suit. No, I, I wore a suit to the wedding. I on purpose did not wear a tie. Um, suits like are, it? Suits no. are outdated, bro. It's like not hiring somebody because they have tattoos. Like exactly. it's, it's 2021. Like who gives a shit? Yeah. Do I'm they wearing? not make comfortable like just slacks that aren't like the three piece formal dress to the nines kind of thing, like yoga pants, com- but for men that kind of look like suit is, the comfortable suit with the jumpsuit. Right? Um, wasn't that an episode of New Girl where they made a business suit, but they made it out of sweatpants material, and it yeah, was trying to sell it on um, Shark Tank? Shank. <laughs> I've never heard of that, but yeah, um, I didn't cool, hear that either. Full um, business suit, but gray sweatsuit material. Yeah, it just sounds. I, I feel like the pants. Right. I feel like the pants are not the problem with the suit like thing. Like the problem is the shirt and the jacket. Yeah, and the tie. And like the issue with me personally, when I was wearing this suit at the wedding I went to a couple of weeks ago, was that I was worried about it getting wrinkly the whole time. Mm-hmm. And like I didn't want to sit down normally. Like I had to fucking sit up the entire time. I had to hang my it's suit everywhere I went. Relax to have a good time. It's impossible. Yeah. But, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Is your are your things not like? Fitted and tailored, like they're things fitted. Get wrinkled, yeah. They're fitted, so why they... would you get wrinkled? Because you, cause when you still... sit down, you no, 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 no. When you stand up, you button your suit. When you sit down, you unbutton. Like, uh... I'm so still worried about it. I got two drinks in my hand. I can't be unbuttoning stuff. Yeah. I don't. What are y'all doing? Like, y'all just not have no suit etiquette. Have y'all not? 
Wait, it still gets wrinkly. I didn't have a father. How do I know it suits better than y'all? Because you, you wear them every week. Where'd you learn how to tie a tie? Yeah. Yeah, I know how to tie a tie. Double Windsor only. Double Windsor is the way to go. YouTube video. I, I, I hate when I, I see. Have to bring it into work. I have to bring it into work and have somebody tie it for me, and then I just keep it tied for like my tie's been tied for like seven years. That's what I do. Too. All right, so now, now here's what I want to do. I want to see a state take a tie into his office and have somebody tie his tie for him. <laughs> I'm wondering what's, I what's know it? nobody's as tall. Only because I know nobody's as tall as state. It's always gonna be some little editor like me, right? You have to take <laughs> <laughs> I have to like crouch down a little bit. But. What's the equivalent of suits for like women? Is there something that makes you guys uncomfortable? We have suits too. They're, yeah, um, you can either do the skirts or like a. Well, Allie doesn't. She doesn't have a job. But no, yeah. I don't. But I still have a suit though, just in case. But I'm never gonna wear it because the I'm never gonna have a job with again. the button down, with the suit jacket, with the heels. Does it make you all like as uncomfortable as it makes like me and steak? Or are you guys fine with it? Because like you probably wear like you guys wear high heels and all that shit. Like that's way more uncomfortable than a fucking jacket. I don't wear anything that's uncomfortable. I'd rather look just unpresentable than than have you know a little bit of uncomfortness. I wear heels when I have to, but it's like only if I absolutely have to for like a dress up work function or whatever. But I always have other shoes and clothes stashed ready to go, like the second I can change. I hate dressing up. Are you the type of person who like has a spare like pair of sandals or whatever when you're going to get like when you're wearing some high heels? Always, because my feet are going to eventually hurt. High heels are not good for you. Yeah. Yeah, that's Definitely. normal. But hold on. Nobody here likes just dressing formal. No. We're all no. lazy slobs. Yeah. I am. I'm genuinely shocked that of all people. I'm okay. I, I don't find like formal events to me are fun. Like dressing up and I love like 20s. I love no, like weddings. 20, I, even, yeah. Yeah, I love weddings or like 20 style parties where like you dress like Great Gatsby. Okay. All right. I, I just, all right. No, yeah, I, I love that what, stuff. I just hate the dressing up part. Like, I can't wait to get back somewhere and change. But I do love the party I, part of it. That's what I wanted to talk about, too. What's the routine? Like, I think we'd all agree on this. As soon as you get home, first thing you're doing, going to the closet, changing clothes, right? Yep. Like, I'm wearing right now, I'm at work, I'm wearing basketball shorts, a Guillermo Mafia t-shirt. When I get home, I'll change into a different pair of basketball shorts and a scoogatsarmy.com t-shirt <laughs> to just chill around the house, you know? I changed Take out the Air Maxes, put on my cross. Yeah, the first thing I did when I got home tonight was change into yoga pants and a t-shirt. And that's what I do every night the minute I come in is change clothes. Yeah, I'm the same way. I wear like a polo and like, well, sometimes I wear a button down when it's a little cooler down here in South Florida, but I generally wear a polo and some jeans or some khakis. And first thing I, I do when I get home is take off my belt and put on some shorts and a t-shirt or a tank top because I do not want to be dressed like that. Yeah. Don't get me started on belts. Yeah, fucking hate belts. So uncomfortable. Why can't everything just be fitted to me? Stupid. Um... Yeah, and okay, I don't, I don't really come home from work right now because I work from home. But if I do come home from like something where I'm wearing work style clothes, I actually just like untuck my shirt, um, and just kind of lay around and whatever I was wearing, just untucked or maybe unbuttoned, whatever. Like, but I don't, I don't fully go like change, and that's probably me being lazy. But 
Yeah, to me, I'm like, come home, take, shoe- take shoes off is absolutely a thing. You have to yeah. take shoes off. But other than take shoes off, I really don't care. Like, I can I can fall asleep in slacks, to be honest with you. Like, it- Do you wear, like, jeans also around the house? Yeah, I, I will. Well, obviously, yeah. It, it's weird. If you work from home, you're really putting on jeans. So I don't want to seem like I think but, I know. I think I know what's going on here. The clothes from Baby Gap were more comfortable than grown-up size clothes. So that's yeah, why Flynn toddler, was really good. Toddler, how toddler clothes have like the expandable waist and like that's all all I wear. Three T, four T. Do jeans have a stretchy elastic hey, waistband? You you know what's funny about that is this and this could be edited out. So we're just gonna edit this. Um, because I. There's a video thing I'm trying to do with like the feminine thing. And one skit I was doing is when I wake up in a baby crib drunk as if like that's what I and I fit in my baby crib. <laughs> you could definitely fit in one. That's for sure. No, I'd say I fit in there, like but I did this like I fit in the crib. I sh- I have a whole video of me sleeping in a baby crib. Anyways. Okay. I need that video. And that's where you quit editing. There you go. Boom. Let me tweet it. <laughs> also this just to your steak okay. hey and me and me for like you know research purposes <laughs> all right just let me sit there <laughs> <laughs> and this is kids hosting sorry i looked at my phone i i'm trying to decide if i'm even gonna stop here all right how did i close this out um, well, wait, did we go through everything? I don't know. Yeah. Tom, do you have a topic? No, I don't. Um, want to rant about airports? Oh, yeah. yeah you know, well, Southwest and airports and wait, you know, let, me, let me throw it to you. Uh, okay, that's fine. Right. And Flem, well, first, you, you got you to gotta give the white flag. This is the white flag sponsored by Credit One Bank. There you go, Kish. <laughs> throw it to Flem. All right, white flag. Credit One. Credit One. <laughs> All right, Credit One Bank. Uh, a credit card that I once had that I uh, needed to become an adult. But back to, you know what? Let me just talk about airports. I'm not going to. I'm at an airport now. They suck. All right. And the people that work here at the bars, they're great. Bars at airports are probably the best bars, I think, these in the region. And it's because they're so used to dealing with majority people. You know what aren't great? Airport staff. And here's the problem. They know damn well. You're not getting out of here today. You're not getting out of here in two hours. You know what they do? They give me these 30-minute increments of delay, delay, delay. Just let me go home. Let me get a hotel. Whatever you need to do. If you're going to break up with me, tell me we're breaking up. Don't tell me we're having problems. We're going to talk in a week. Don't give me signs. Like, just cheat on me. Break up with me. doesn't matter. But do not lead me on. And what airports do is they lead you on. They're like being in the friend zone for 24 hours. And then next thing you know, your plane is just sitting there with another guy. You knew damn well wasn't her cousin. Okay. So quit putting us in the friend zone and just let me go help my sad way, drive back home and not get to my destination. Airports, get over yourselves. I, hate, I don't know. I'm sorry. I hate airports too. No, but like the airport beer, the airport whiskey. Those are great. Like you need, you need a little something to like calm you down, let you like fall asleep a little easier on that flight. Because otherwise, it's impossible. Like who fucking likes airports? You must be a psycho if you do. I feel All like. All right, wait, make my take sound better. Thank you. You're welcome. 
I love airports. Get get the newsstand, yeah. find like different newspapers, get stuff to read. You get drunk as shit. I love it. Love a good airport. You, know what? you, just, you just reminded me to go get an airplane play for get out of them. So I'm gonna do that before I just cancel all of my travel plans. Pay eighteen dollars for chicken wings. Ever smoke weed in the airport? What's that? Has anyone ever smoked weed in the airport? No, oh, no. but I've showed up uh, a little blasted to the airport several times. I've done a controlled substance that's not yet been legalized in the airport bathroom <laughs> still. But that was on accident because I did not know I'd bring you to the state. It was on visual. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, nobody intentionally brings. Yeah. I accidentally put a key to my face, yeah, in the bathroom stall. Phlegm. It always happens. I fell on it. <laughs> that's that in your face <laughs> now what you gonna do about it um, hold on state how did you do this though what's not very late here wait what how did you do this oh, I'm sorry I keep saying pot I'm trying to like a stew pot yeah pot, how did you do this in airport whoa 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 I never said I did anything anywhere but, that's but allegedly if that's you had right, to pot, pot, if you were going to how would you do it Allegedly, if I did do it, like OJ said, now if I did kill the bitch, this is how it happened. I was in like one of them little smoking rooms. I think Chicago has one. A couple other airports have one. You go in there, yeah. Then you light or whatever you have. You might have a cigarette or something. You light that on top of lighting that with it. You go somewhere in the corner, and that's how you did it. Or if you're in Vegas, they got the smoking ones, so you just roll in there. And everybody in there smoking, so I'll just smoke away. And then if somebody came over and said something to you, I might say something like, "Oh no, this is a weed. This is like a cigar called something porn that they might not have ever heard of." It's sick like that. Oh, what's a what's a what's a what's a foreign nickname? Like a Al Capone. <laughs> Chicago, you y'all can't get over yourself, Chicago. I actually was just in the Chicago airport and they now have a bunch of these like little trash bins where you're supposed to dispose of your weed and like past the security gates. Like if you get past it with your weed, like it's like no fault to your own. You're not charged if you get seen throwing shit away. So that's I wonder a, how that that's works. That's smart out. though. Yeah. Because if you're segregating it to a trash can, now if you're segregating it to a trash can, that means you keep like a whole trash. At the end of the day, the airport is like a whole bag of mud. Yeah, I know several TSA security guards who they mainly get all their weed from confiscation. Hold on, you know several TSA. That's yeah. a lie. It, I know three. I'm calling you out here. Okay. I know three. You do not. You do it's not know couple. three TSA. It's a couple. One of them. One was a couple, and another one's someone that I actually know. So like that, I actually know from like high school and stuff like that. The couple that I know is actually my parents' friends, and they are the ones who offer my parents weed one time and i have a very yeah and uh my mom my my dad pretending he didn't hear when they said it the first time and they second they asked the second time my mom heard this time and she's like no i'm not doing that poison and uh then they offered us uh they were like oh well you know we we got it from the airport (laughs) there you go film has one thing on his (laughs) his mind Closing out the airport bar. That was (laughs) fun. Why didn't you drink at the airport bar? (laughs) But yeah, yeah. Um, 
so yeah, the, the, these TSA agents, like they're, they're the people who like actually offered my parents weed for the first time in their life and the only time in their life, except for a couple of weekends ago when my sister told my parents that she has some like gummies that they can try. And my dad was down. So I'm probably going to babysit my dad while he takes some gummies. That's probably going to happen in the next right. few weeks. Um, yeah. No, Go ahead, Jesus Christ. I was going to imagine I met somebody who walked through an airport with a carry-on bag, and the only thing in their carry-on bag was flip-flop to the ounce of weed. And uh, they TSA stopped them, but the police still let them go after a lot of research. A lot of research? What does that mean? That's in not as follow-ups to that. In certain states, in certain states, you can fly through with, like, certain them, like, 28 grams of flour, a certain amount of uh, liquid or whatever that is. You know what I mean? It's just a certain amount of stuff you have. So with that being said, after everybody went through all the stuff and phone calls were made, somebody called the police officers and told them, let that man go and give him his marijuana and let him be on his way. It's not really our business where he's going. You tell me, it's legal here, he got to hear where he's going, that's on him. Allegedly, right? Give me that clear. Is there no? Is there anything more like gangster in your life than almost being arrested and hearing another cop tell the other cop, "Let that man go"? I feel like oh, like yeah. that's that's like the most big. You know, like okay. Uh, well, in fact, this person was sitting bricks at first because they thought they was about to go down over some bullshit allegedly. So on that note, I think we're gonna call it uh, call it quits on post post game. Thank you for joining us a great time for us and you got to see this like burning car on fire uh or yeah that i'm driving and <laughs> hopefully out of good time check your flags like, in the air kish lens this was terrible i'm sorry guys <laughs>